You're listening to a 95BFM podcast. Geology experts say that sand and soils in Cyclone Gabriel battered Mirawai were probably weakened by two huge landslides in the area in 1965. Two firefighters lost their lives uh, when they were called to the house, uh, to a house that was brought down by the landslide on Monday night. This is not the first time uh, this has happened on Auckland's west coast. Um, a mother and her teenage daughter died and two houses were destroyed during two huge landslides out at Muir in 1965, following two days of heavy rain. Now, I spoke to Associate Professor Martin Brook from the University of Auckland on this matter. For the 1965 landslide, I mean, that, that, was, uh, that formed in very weak sands um, just below Awaia Road. Um, and they became saturated because the underlying older, harder bedrock was less permeable. So after a lot of rain um, in, mid, in late August 1965, those sands became saturated and um, they flowed down slope very rapidly, um, down uh, northwestwards down slope towards the main crescent, crossed the main crescent, um, and terminated um, about 50 metres by Domain Crescent. So, so those those landslides in 1965 were about 250 metres long in total. And an eyewitness said that some of the material flowed at about 90 kilometres an hour. So very rapid, very mobile. And that is what you'd expect with um, unconsolidated sands when they become saturated, because it's a bit like building a sandcastle on the beach. Um, if you add a bit of water to the sand, it actually has a suction effect and you can build a very stable sandcastle. But if you saturate the sand, your sandcastle rapidly falls apart and flows out at a very low angle. <clears throat> and that, that's similar to what happened at Murawai in 1965, by all accounts, and by you know looking at the work Laurie Wright wrote, wrote on it at the time. So, so you know, there's a, lot of, there's a lot of that material in the Murawai area. And in, in fact... But these Kaihu sands um, all along the west coast at various points. Is this an example that science and erosion and really just the lay of the land needs to be taken into account when building homes? Yeah, it, well, it's important, but there's a multitude of legacy policy and planning um, acts and regulations that come into play. And I mean, we had the, in, the, the, the Town Country Planning Act in 1977 was important, but um, in 1981, um, the Local um, Government Act was amended um, in 1981. And that, um, you know, that, that was important because 1981, because what it did was it allowed local authorities to issue building permits where land is subject to slips and failure, um, but the local authority wouldn't be under any civil liability. So that was in 1981. Um, now, since then, obviously, we had the Resource Management Act in um, 91. Um, we've had the Building Act and the Building Act again in 2004. So things have been tightened up a lot. But, I th- you know, from that 1981, that was a problem. Um, and th- this this sort of event was, I mean, it's been discussed. There was a really good paper written in 1986 by a couple of practicing engineers, and they remarked that that, Local Government Amendment Act in 1981 was was going to lead to problems because it, it essentially meant that the private sector was going to have to police itself um, 
I guess a bit, a bit like the Leaky Homes, uh, where that was kind of deregulated in the 80s as well, or 90s, and there's a sort of a legacy problem there. Um, and I guess there's potentially a legacy problem with some land development in the 1980s um, before the RMA and the Building Acts came into force. Um, but, you know, obviously that... So, so central government legislation is really important, um, and councils can only sort of act on, on that and develop their their policies and plans on that. But certainly the Local Government Amendment, Amendment Act, sorry, um, 1981, Section 641, um, is really important, I think, in, in, in a lot of New Zealand. You know, not, not just Murrawai, but a lot of New Zealand. What does this mean for unitary plans in the future? There is a likelihood that we will see this again in the future. Well, it needs to be more resilient. And, um, I mean, there's, you know, there's, there's people at the council working on that. And, I mean, you know, last year, certainly coastal hazards and landslips around coasts, you know, the council are certainly getting stuck into that. Um, you know, the 2022 proposed plan change, 78 for Auckland, limits development within the coastal within coastal hazard areas. So the council's certainly trying to get to grips with it, without a doubt. But um, obviously there's a lot of legacy decisions from pre-council um, amalgamation. Um, obviously Murrawai is, was in the Rodney district. Yeah, Rodney. Um, so that there's probably there's a lot a myriad of legacy effects here um, that need to be kind of dealt with. And you know, I just saw Chris Hipkins on the news, and he, you know, he he was talking about infrastructure, but he said, you know, we need to get real. Um, and I think you could, you know, apply that not just to civil infrastructure, uh, roads and rail, and all the rest of it. But you could apply it to residential subdivisions as well. Is there anything else that you feel like the listeners should know? No, I just say, you know, what happened in Murawai, I know everyone else is an absolute tragedy. That was Associate Professor Martin Brook from the University of Auckland speaking about how sands and soils uh, out at Murawai following Cyclone Gabriel were probably weakened during two, uh, two landslides prior um, in 1965. Why should New Zealanders care so much about this? Because your children will curse you if you don't. Murawai. That was a 95BFM podcast. To hear more, head to 95BFM.com slash bcasts.